0: Welcome back to the Side Podcast. My name is Sean, a.k.a. O.J. In his book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably it... You don't get worse luck than that. You know, at this point, I mean, the whole O.J. Simpson thing is, is pretty old uh at this point, but, like, whenever I hear OJ, right, like, OJ Simpson, not, well even OJ in terms of, or just OJ in general, I think of that Jay-Z song, uh, the story of OJ, and it says this one line that just constantly loops in my head, where he's like, I'm not black, I'm OJ, okay, <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> Sometimes it'll just pop my head randomly and it'll be stuck in my head all day. And I'll just be going around. just like, okay. <laughs> hey, shout out Jay-Z, bro. What a legend. Oh, man. Okay. It is Saturday, September 25th, only three months away from one of the greatest days of the year, which is Christmas. Uh, so you got that to look forward to, but hopefully you have an absolutely amazing day as always. Hopefully your week was great. Your Friday was even better and your weekend even better than that. Uh, my day or my week, when I say my week, my day, how would I go with this? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting day. It's been an interesting day, kind of a stressful day, actually. Uh, cause I just, I just had stuff to handle that quite frankly, I didn't handle. And it was out of my control, and now I'm gonna have to deal with the consequences of that. (laughs) But we're not gonna talk about that. (laughs) Uh, An interesting thing, though, that uh, I did see today. So, uh, how do I preface this? Uh, Okay, so you know how, like, hmm. so when it comes to addiction, right? Like you, it's it's Sometimes you you think that, like, when you think of someone who's an addict, right, you have, like, this idea of what they would look like. Even if you think of, like, a drug addict, right? You're thinking of, like, someone cracked out on the side of the street, you know, homeless, looking grimy, you know, any of those types of things. But you think of, like, like, an addict right? a drug addict or any type of addict or an alcoholic, right? But that's not always the case. Actually, a lot of times it isn't the case. Uh, Like, one thing that I say is, like, the most dangerous addict is the one that you can't tell as an addict. Uh, because like the thing about addiction is as much as you admit to yourself that or you must you tell yourself that you can stop whenever you want. fact the matter is that you can't. And what it really requires is someone else stepping in and kind of saving you essentially uh, or at least like just making you aware to the problem because you don't think you have a problem. That's how it always goes. You never think you have a problem. Um, it takes someone else outside of it to tell you like, yay, bro, you got a problem. Um, and of course this is something that I experienced firsthand because I was a really high functioning addict. No one knew at all how bad things got because I mean, I guess you could say I was successful, right? Not in terms of like money or anything like that, but in terms of just like life, like in the grand scheme of life, I was, you would consider me successful, right, I was getting stuff done, I was working, I was making money, I was in school, I was functioning very well, it was hard to tell at first until like, you know, my life went off the rails, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's hard to, it was really hard to tell, and I definitely was not the idea, the image of what you would consider to be an addict, right, I've met plenty of people like that, especially being in rehab and meeting people who uh, been in my position, gone through it, gotten clean, gotten sober, maybe even haven't gotten uh, clean or even gotten through it, but I've, I've met people who aren't exactly that like stereotypical idea of like an addict, right, and from that and spending time with those people and hanging out with those people, I've, you, you learn tells, right, different signs, uh, because we talked about them, we talked about them with each other, just like, you know, when you think about your days, I guess, <laughs> your time going through the struggle, you know, you when you're with people like that, you talk about it all the time, uh, and so, you know, you talk about things that, like, it's things that we, even a lot of us all related to, even if, we, you know, all our DOCs were different, some of it were drugs, alcohol, whatever, but we all did a lot of, like, similar things, and uh, there's just certain things you can see in a person that, if you know what you're looking for, or you know you can spot it, it's like, yeah, this person, this person's going through it. Like they're 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 deep in it, uh, and some things more obvious than others. But with that being said, today I came across someone who had like all the signs. <laughs> I can't see all the signs. It was like I saw her, and I'm like, yeah, I know what she's going through, or he's like, I not like I know what she's going through, but I'm like, yeah, she she's going through it. Uh, I had the gas station and I went inside to use the restroom and then just pay for the gas Uh, and as I came out I was waiting in line I was behind this lady and uh, she went to the counter in front of me and she had her sunglasses on even though we're inside which it's a gas station to we don't take our sunglasses off so that's nothing to sketch Uh, but she was holding a bottle of wine Uh, she got a slushy and a cup of ice, right, <laughs> I mean, that in and of itself is like, it's like, yeah, come on out, <laughs> we, we, we know what's going on here, and I mean, to be fair, that, that doesn't mean that's someone's an alcoholic, if you see someone, if you see someone, you know, racking, you know, a or, or person, that type of stuff, but what was the tell for me was that she had the shakes, and if you don't know, if, if you're an alcoholic, um, and you try to get off, you try to come down, or you don't have alcohol for a certain period of time, and so it starts to leave your body, you get the shakes, I think we call them, we call them like, DT shakes, because we call them, like, detox shakes, yeah, but you get the shakes, essentially, where it's, like, you uncontrollably vibrate, pretty much, like, it's almost like having Parkinson's, in a sense, where, like, if you were trying to pick up a spoon, Your hand will literally be vibrating. You you couldn't keep any of the content in the spoon. Your hand is literally vibrating. Uh, Your legs are vibrating. It it, it can get pretty gnarly. Um, But yeah, so she had to pay for her stuff. And you know, she's reaching to her bag and trying to pull out the stuff and get the card into the card machine. Like she was shaking. Like she had a pretty, like a pretty bad case of the shakes. So that means she's been like a, probably an alcoholic for a minute. And drinking consistently for a while. She hasn't had any for a, for a while. Uh, which is probably why she's buying wine from a gas station. Uh, and yes, she has had like, she had a pretty bad case of the shakes. And what was concerning was the fact that, <laughs> you know, so she pays for her stuff, she leaves, and she was parked at the pump directly next to mine. Like, right? you know, pumps have two sides to it. She's on the other side of the pump. Uh, and, yeah, so she, she comes out, gets in her car, and I think she was pointed up or something. I didn't really look into her car like that. But the thing was, she was driving. Like, she was she, she was the only one in the car. She was a driver of the car. And I'm like... I, first off, <laughs> I mean, drinking and driving, problem number one. The thing about it, though, is if you're an alcoholic, I'd rather you be drunk while you're driving than have the shakes while you're driving. Like, that's just... Because, I mean, driving requires your hands and your feet, you're the two extremities that shake the most when you have the shakes. Uh, if you're going fast and your hands are shaking uncontrollably, I don't want you next to me or on the road in general. Like, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's worse than if you had alcohol in your system, because if you're a functioning alcoholic, you can drive. You drive worse when you're sober than you are drunk. So... <laughs> It's like, I I would rather you just be drunk uh, and and drive. I'm not saying, do uh, first off, first off, first off, do not, I repeat, do not drink and drive. Okay? Ever. Don't care if you're a high-functioning alcoholic or not. Just never drink and drive. Okay? In this situation, (laughs) in this context of the situation, it was like, that's just a bad idea in general. Like the fact that she drove here like that, I was like, that's just, that's just dangerous, man. That's dangerous. Because, uh, I mean, not only is it dangerous for yourself, when I mean, you can swerve off the road, crash, anything. You can crash into someone else. And you, you can hurt somebody else. And a lot of times when it comes to drunk, well, this is in drunk driving accidents, not necessarily with the shakes, but when it comes to accidents with drunk drivers, uh, the person who's sober that gets hit is usually the one that gets killed, because when you're drunk, you're loose, your muscles don't tense up, your reaction time is slow, and so you just go with the flow. When the accident happens, your body's just moving, there is no tense, you're not tense enough, there's no, you're, it's, you're just you are just flowing with the with the inertia, right? But as a sober person, you're watching all this happen, you're watching it play out, your body tenses up, you prepare, all that stuff, and that's how uh, you can easily end up dying for something that's not even your fault, you're just minding your own business, which is frightening in some sense, Uh, but yeah, so like, I was like, that's just, that's just, that's just bad news bears, and just seeing it happen, I'm like, I'm seeing this person, get behind the wheel, and I'm like, "Uh, first she had to get here, now, God, I don't know where she's going, but, you know, like, just hate to see it, man, you hate to see it, also just talking, I mean, it's like, it's stuff like that, that like, just kind of like I don't know. Not as he levels me, but like, so not saying sobers me. It sounds weird, <laughs> but in a sense, yes. I mean, in in the sense of like, it sobers me to, rea- to the reality of things. But also, it, sometimes it, it, that stuff like that keeps me sober. Cause I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't go back, bro. Like, I I can't, I can't go back to <laughs> to like to that. You know what I mean? Because when you're in it it's, 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 it's easy to think you're fine, right? That's, that's the biggest part of addiction. Do you think that you're fine? You tell yourself you're fine. So there's no problem with it. Once you get out of it and you look back, right? You're like, God, that was terrible. Like, what was I doing? I can't, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't go back to that. Uh, but even when you tell yourself that you can't go back, like there's times where like, you just kept temptations, you have cravings, you know, you, stuff like that. And it's like, in those moments, it'll erase all the negative stuff that came with, you know, your 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 time uh, in the struggle, and you'll only think about the feeling, and like that that's a that's like a really dangerous spot to be in, and so some, sometimes it it does require things like to just remind you like yeah no 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 no, no. <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. No, we're not going back. We're not going back. I think one thing that like consistently keeps me clean is so like out of the group of people that like I got close to in rehab. I mean, I was there for a minute, obviously. I've talked about that before. I was there for almost does it for was there for well I was there for over two months. Uh, and Usually, those people stay for like twenty or for twenty one to thirty days. Usually around there, three to four weeks. Um, but yeah, I was there for sixty nine days, or sixty seven days. Uh, so I met like a lot of people, went through a lot of groups of people, because you know people cycle through there. Um, but from like, the core group of people that I really connected with, uh, f- six six of them now, six of them are dead now, and it's like that that keeps me sober easily. Because it's like, you know, like I, especially when I hear about it or I find out about or someone tells me about it, it's like you think back to, you start, I think back to like being in rehab with those people and even getting out with those people uh, and, you know, talking to those people on the outside when I was in Florida and hanging out with those people when we were on the outside. And, you know, we were in all of us at that time, like we were all sober, right? Like, we were all doing it together, like we were all holding her down, keeping her accountable. But it's kind of like high school, where it's like after you graduate, people just kind of move apart and separate, and you know, get back, just get into their own pockets of life. And that's see you know, something that also happens with this, where it's like you know, when we all can't when we all get out, and it's like yeah, we're gonna be like this group of friends, we're gonna be like this squad of people, um, and you are for a little bit, but then life happens you know, and people start doing other things. I mean, I know me personally, I moved away, right? I, I moved back home to Georgia. And when I did that, like I really didn't stay connected with a lot of people back in Florida pretty much at all. Uh, and you know, we always a lot of people just moved around, start getting to either get back to their normal life, the life they had before before they got into rehab or, you know, starting new lives doing other stuff. So we, we spread apart, right? And then, like, they they're, that that level of accountability that you have with each other that you know you hold each other to it kind of dissipates, and now you're kind of on your own again, and it's it, it that's not easy, you know, because when life gets hard, the easiest solution is to go use because that's what you know works, right? It isn't working or solving your problem, but it works in terms of numbing you to the problem and distracting you from the problem at least for a little bit and that gets into the cycle of just constantly wanting to be numb to the problem and so it's like before when we are all together it's like something happens in life and you have people to rely on you have people to fall back on people that know about the struggle know about your struggle and will hold you down you know uh, but then when you're by yourself there's no one to like kind of like be like hey bro just stop it like, <laughs> like, hey, stop talking like that, like, don't think about that, or, you know, hey, don't do that, hey, we're going to hang out, we're going to spend time together, it's like when it's the stuff with Brooke and I happened, right, like, had I not been there, right, had I not had my friends with me, had I not been around, like, I probably would have got back into what I was doing, which just just coming off of, just coming out of rehab and whatnot, right, but having those people with me, they're like, yeah, we're going to go out, we're going to go play freaking golf. (laughs) Go to some AA meetings. We're just going to do a bunch of stuff. Keep you distracted. Keep you uh, not by yourself, you know? And, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, having that group of people around helps. And just... It just hurts sometimes to, like, when you hear about another person falling like that. And it's like... It sucks. But, for one on a personal level, that keeps me sober, right, because like, i don't want to, I don't want to be one of those people, right, like, I don't want someone else, you know, telling the people that knew me from, from there, that, yeah, they lost me too, you know, and like, it's, it's actually kind of sad, because like, I, I think I talked about this, uh, but like, a couple weeks ago, I got a message from one of the people that I was in rehab with, uh, and she was just even talking to me. She just hit me up and she's like, Hey, just checking in to see if you're still alive. Pretty much, it's that's essentially what she said, checking to see if you're still alive because it's like there's so many people aren't you know, like I'm talking just out of my close people, people I got close to, you, but out of people that I've seen come that yeah, I met just in general in rehab, a lot more than that aren't here anymore. Yeah. Well, this got kind of sad. We're going to get to the main episode. <laughs> okay, so a little, actually kind of a little glimpse behind the scenes here, because we're just going to re- start in this recording before I actually have selected what I'm going to watch. I'm still currently making my decision. <laughs> uh, I got a, got a couple uh, of choices here. Uh, but as I was scrolling through, I kind of got Thinking, right? Just thinking. You know how we do. We think, uh, and I kind of have an idea for next month for October. And it's funny because it's 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 something that I've talked about before, right? That like I don't like, I I don't watch horror movies, right? That's not my thing. But for the month of October, I mean it's October, you know. <laughs> So, it may be, perhaps, possibly, possibly, maybe doing horror movies only for October. Like, first impressions, uh, horror movies. And maybe also doing horror movies for Movie Talk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that second part, but I think I might be doing uh, only horror movies for Movie Talk. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, also, there's Sunday episodes for October. I've been working on them. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. Trust. Trust. They're going to be really good. (laughs) Uh, So as I was thinking about what we're going to watch here, so I'm on HBO, right? And just because based off of what I talked about in the intro, I was like, oh, you know what I should do? I should do Euphoria, which is one a show on HBO. <laughs> I've heard good things about it, I've heard bad things about it. The people that say good things uh, are like stands of the show. <laughs> people that say bad things absolutely hate the show. It really isn't there really isn't any in between on that. Uh so I was thinking about doing that one. But then, of course, I had to check out Hulu just to make sure Like, this is really what I wanted to do, which I wanted to watch. Because uh, there is a show on Hulu that I do want to watch. It's a comedy, I think, uh, that just came out not too long ago. I saw a trailer for it a while back, and it looked pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it's called Reservation Dogs. It looked pretty funny. And was thinking about doing that one. But as I opened up Hulu, two things have appeared on my screen that have piqued my interest a little bit. One of them I mentioned last week, which is something that I mentioned many, many months ago, which was Assassination Nation. That is here. I did say I will do this movie, whether it be a movie talk or a first impressions, because of the fact that I talked about this a couple months ago, uh, towards the beginning of the podcast. But the other thing that I am seeing here (laughs) is the D'Amelio show. Uh, why is this why is this a thing like why is this a thing I like okay so I get I get I get reality TV right I actually no I don't get reality TV at all I'm gonna be honest I don't get it I don't get the appeal of it I, I think it's stupid <laughs> but of people that have reality TV shows, right? Like, you gotta have content, right? It's gotta, it's gotta be something that is like, there's gotta, gotta be, there's gotta be interesting. there would be something, there's gonna be interest there. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the 1000000s aren't interesting. All right, is that what I'm saying. I'm gonna finish my thought before you make an opinion. <laughs> okay, that's what you're thinking. What I'm saying here is actually maybe that's what i'm saying <laughs> what could you possibly possibly be doing that warrants a reality tv show like what could like, it's, like, could you possibly be doing you know what i mean like it, 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 this this could just be like this could just be like you know i'm i'm too far removed from like this sector of life and society and social media and whatnot. But like i I just like actually you know what? Because I have questions, we're gonna watch this. <laughs> we're gonna watch it. Just because I there is we're doing it. We're watching it. Here we go. <laughs> because it just doesn't make any sense. Like, what, what could you possibly be doing? Because like, there isn't, you you're, I. I am Charlie DiGolio, and you might know me from TikTok. Oh, we're starting. I can't tell if this is an ad or if we're actually starting. normal kids. And that doesn't change with a following. Is this, I think this is. I'm fostering is, a dog. This is what? Jim. I'm gonna find
1: a home Wait, I can't the tell players. this is
0: an ad. <laughs> I don't think it's an ad because obviously this, is this, this but like Driving. what is this like supposed to be like a precursor for the season. Can I skip this? Life, a <laughs> like, can again, I skip this intro stuff? Rich. I don't can care, bro. I just want to get to the I content. Could be We're be skipping. be taken as fair. Get me to the content. I can only do get me crying. to are we starting i wouldn't be able to hang out with my ex as get, much as you do get to the content please family. get into the content please. family is so important especially like with what we're going through i'm just happy okay that, so one thing i will say in my critiques <laughs> that i will make because <laughs> since this, this is a reality tv show I've done in my because this is a reality TV show, I actually really want this play because I don't know where this, this thing freaking starts at. First. It's kind of pissing me off. Band's Let's go. But For something that's not going to. Be I right. can't. Okay, hold on. First of all, I cannot tell if this is supposed to be the show or if this is just an intro because I've skipped ahead. Now we're already at two minutes. Still, the stuff is happening. What is this? <laughs> it's like what thing I will say uh as I critique this or go through this because it's a reality tv show right like when you when you talk about this it it, it I don't want to be like you know ripping on someone's life necessarily you know like everyone's got their thing everybody got their hustle everybody make not everybody makes it big but you make it big in your own way right me being not a TikTok user. Like you know, I'm not going to judge because of that. Right? Whether I agree with the or whether, I, whether I'm a fan of your content, fan of the content, not a fan of the content, that's that. I just want to judge this on the content of what is going to be what is being shown on the screen. You know what, you what I'm saying? Gonna get on this list. Yeah. That's it.
1: If we We're can ever get to the beginning
0: noise. of this freaking show. Just what? Is this entire first episode just like a freaking just a, a montage of a precursor of what's happening? Okay, no, here we go. We're getting into it. <laughs> How long was that? Three and a half minutes. Jesus freaking Christ. Three and a half. That's Cap. Shut up. You're not wearing a mask in your house. That's Cap. <laughs> Refuse to believe that. Absolutely refuse to believe that. Hold up, run this back minus ten seconds again. Can we come in? Um, that's cap. Okay, so uh, see this is what I'm talking about. It's it's reality TV. It's it, it's this. The reason why I hate reality TV is because it's not real. They they take the, the re the real part of reality is fake, right? Like it's 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 so it's it's so uh, because. No matter what, no matter what, right, if you have a reality TV show, that means you are famous, right? You are famous enough for people to actually want to care what's going on in your life, right? If you have that level of fame, you care about how you are portrayed, you care about how you look, all of those things. But in reality, like real reality, you don't have full control of all of that necessarily, right like if if there was someone with a camera in my house all the time and it was a live stream right no edits then you would see me at my worst you would see me at my best you would see me at my ugliest and at my prettiest which is most of the time <laughs> because that's that's real life we're not always in tip top shape right So, the thing about, like, this stuff is, like, no matter how hard you try to make this seem natural and real, you can't. No one sleeps with a full face of makeup on. I refuse to believe that. You want to know why? Because I know a lot about makeup, okay? That's bad for your pores. (laughs) it's terrible for your pores. That's That's how you break out. That's how you get. That's how you... Freaking, let's say your wrinkle early, first of all. It I get a wrinkles at 30. See what your makeup on, okay? Don't do that. You don't do that. It's not good. <laughs> and look, I don't care how famous you are. You don't see what your makeup on. Simply because if you are famous, you probably care about your skin. If you care about your skin, you wouldn't see what your freaking makeup on, all right? <laughs> on top of that, dude, if you're sleeping with lashes, you're going to wake up with your lashes on your pillow and not on your face, like, you just don't do stuff like that, it's like, it it just immediately ruins the real part of it, like, you want to be real, yo, come wake up bare face, bro, that's real, (laughs) like, yo, (laughs) she freaking sneezed, and I said, bless you, it's, like, so programmed in my brain. It is so programmed into my brain that <laughs> whenever someone sneezes, you say, Bless you. We just <laughs> sneeze, and my automatic response is just, Bless you. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> 100%. Okay, so. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so she goes to, she has her introduction, right? Hold on, we're just gonna run this was, back. Hopefully, you can hear this. I'm 16 years old. You might know me. From I can't TikTok. turn this up too this loud be because it is 2.30 in the ever. morning. Thinking, okay, listen. I'm well, just listen wondering. See the top of my head. I am Charlie D'Amelio. I'm 16 years old. You might know me from TikTok. This might be your first time seeing me ever. That, that, that right there. Hopefully, you heard that. Look, this ain't the first time anybody's seeing you if they watching this show. I (laughs) keep it a buck, bro. Let's keep it a buck. If 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 they do not, if someone does not know who you are, they are not watching this show. It's that simple. Same reason. why. I mean, I doubt there's anyone in the world who doesn't know who the Kardashians are at this point. But if you didn't know who the Kardashians were. You probably wouldn't watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians. You don't know who they are. You don't care. <laughs> Even if you do know who they are. If you don't care, you're not watching the show. Just like how I probably will not watch the Demilio show after this. <laughs> but just, you know, saying that, it, it's it's an audience thing, right? The reason why the show is is because you have an audience. Your audience is who's going to watch the show. And of course, he you, you, you was still doing an introduction. I'm not saying you wouldn't do an introduction, but I'm just saying that there's probably a 0% chance. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't say 0%. It's like a it's like a 0.1% chance that someone that decides to watch the Demilio show doesn't know who the Demilios are. That's it. <laughs> Got to dance Dude, on stage with B. B. being uh, famous B. must B. be B. absolutely B. awesome. Well, I mean, okay. Okay, well, I know that, you know, it. it everything comes with its downsides, uh, of course. But, as I also know, famous people play by a different set of rules than we regular folk, right? Like, that's just a fact of life. Uh, It's just the reason why committing a crime when you're famous is just the cost of being famous. When committing a crime as a normal person can be life-altering or (laughs) life-ending. And it's just like, it's just like... You know, as, as I as I as I see this, as I watch this, it's like the opportunities to do stuff when you're famous, or just the kind of opportunities you have when you're famous, just incredible, <laughs> insanely, insanely incredible. It's like. You know, I guess that, that's that's like the, 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 the plus side, I guess, of being famous, right? Like I said, there's a positive and a negative side to all of it, as I'm sure she'll probably get into, or they'll probably get into, uh, but those positives, though, <laughs> those positives, oof, they look great. <laughs> they look real I great. Hold on. Hold on. I think, you are- I think... I okay, I may be completely wrong. What is the name of that? Sh- oh God, was it Angry Dan or like something like that? God, what was the name of that freaking show? Like, so Dixon Emilio, okay. <laughs> uh, for some reason. I, it it just ah dan versus okay dan versus she looks like a character from this show if i can find it because i think it's the hair <laughs> wait a second okay okay so I'm not saying this to be mean <laughs> okay no no no, this is perfect this is perfect this is perfect this is perfect perfect. so Dixie D'Amelio at least that shows in the show looks exactly like Dan from Dan Versus. if you gender swapped Dan that sounds super weird but (laughs) trust me on this and I can say that because I'm currently looking at that exact image because gender-bended Dan is an option on Google for some reason, but it, it literally looks just like her. Like, it, it, the, the face shape, everything. <laughs> I'm not flaming, bro. This ain't flame. Right? This ain't flame. It's just a connection, okay? A connection that I made in my head. A flame. Oh man! And it's time for some more googling research. She said that her dad is a salesman for a sports clothing company. Very non-specific. Nope, that's the keyboard is connected to the wrong computer. Let's switch this. (laughs) Here we go. What even is her dad? Is her dad's name? want to just look up charlie d'amelio family because like a stalker weird dude parents mark d'amelio boom there we go thank you google so he is who cares is he running for office do i care what political party he's affiliated with does that even why is this even why is oh he is or he was Okay. Fun fact, Mark D'Amelio ran for election to the Connecticut State Senate to represent District 25, but he lost in the general election on November 6, 2018. As he was running in the... as a Republican in the Republican Party. Although he cross-filed to run with the Independent Party as well in 2018. So it seems that he run more on the independent side, uh, but independents have to debate and run in one of the two main parties, or a party, essentially. Uh, So I think he leaned more towards the Republican side. That had absolutely nothing to do with (laughs) what I was looking up, but hey, that's interesting. Also, speaking of it being interesting, he lost by a pretty sizable margin actually, yikes, (laughs) he lost lost by uh, 10,000 votes out of 38,000 votes, so he lost by almost a third of the votes, well, less than a third of the votes, because 10, that'd be 10, he lost by a fourth of the votes, just about by a fourth of the votes, a good run, brother, Can't, uh, can't complain, had a good run, good attempt, so what is his job, it says business person, bro, I don't care I know he's a business person. I want to know what company he works for. Oh, we're going to the LinkedIn profile. God, we are getting deep into this, man. <laughs> okay, let's see here. About yada yada yada. Hugh, oh, I don't care about that now. Here's the president of, okay, of... Of what? Of what? What is this? Is collective showroom like an actual plate level four connective showroom? Oh we're okay copy We're gonna look this up as well. Dude uh, (laughs) We're going full on stalker now. (laughs) Level four collective Uh huh. So level four collective is a sales agency. Uh huh, this is a sports sale agency. And he founded it, man. He don't work as a salesperson. He founded the company. Shut up, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo. She said. She said. And I quote. Hold on. Back. Uh, salesperson for. Run that back twice. Turn this up. No thanks. You know what we can do while we're out here? Help us name our podcast. My dad likes sports. He's. Person for sports clothing company, and my mom. Wait, you know what we can do while we're here? here? Help us uh, name our podcast. My dad likes sports. He's a salesperson for sports clothing company, and my he's a a salesperson for a sports clothing company. That is the biggest understatement of twenty (laughs) twenty one. Literally the biggest understatement. He made the company. (laughs) Oh man, he! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Hold on. What? What are they? What are they selling, bro? What are they selling? What's he got, bro? He's got. He's selling Umbro. Do y'all say Umbro or Umbro? Do I say Umbro? He's selling Umbro outer stuff. What is the name? Michelin Ness. Nostalgia Company, Prime Brands, and uh, Maccabi. Hey man, don't even even sell the, the, the big name stuff, bro. What are you talking about here? Hold on now. Wait, it's like, okay, if I click order now. Wait a second. Wait a hot second. Okay. So he okay. This is literally just that a sales company. He doesn't actually sell. So if you go so on their site, the level 4 collective website, right? If you there's four tabs, the team, brands, order and contact right if you go to brands it lists the brands that they are that they have right which i just named but you can't click anything on this page it's literally just the four pictures of the four brands that's it right so if you then go to order which is the only other tab that you can actually do anything on besides contact it once again lists those names and there's an order now option next to it, right? Now, if you click order now, you, you're not ordering from level four collective. It opens in a new tab for, yeah, for Mitchell & Ness, Nostalgia Company, and you have to, what, log in? Yeah, so yes, you're logging into the Michelin Ness wholesale website. Yep, that's exactly what it says. Welcome to the Michelin Ness wholesale website. You must have an established account, username and password to access this area. So, you're not even actually buying from her dad. You're buying from Michelin Ness. Her dad is, or her dad's company is essentially like, their sales rep somewhat it's like they are paying them like mitchell and ness are paying level four to do this to like you know be like the face of the brand essentially almost like a sub brand that's kind of to the actual brand uh which i guess makes sense if you look at their uh Description for their company. Level 4 Collective bridges the gap between brands and buyers. Revolutionizing traditional strategy gives Level 4 an edge when representing a brand. Understanding how to take care of buyers allows for mutually successful relationships. So yes, he's just representing the brand, not an actual brand, Uh, which then makes me wonder what is the point of having an order tab on your site if you can't actually order from your site? I guess that's just one way of, like, getting people to go to the other site. If they were to go to Four Collective, click order, it connects them to the Mitchell & Ness website, so it's like a a train of traffic. uh, Taking them from one destination and then moving them or directing them to another destination. To a different landing page. Uh, But that's just a little, uh, it's just interesting. That's all. Just thought that was interesting, I guess. Did a lot of digging here. Although, interesting enough, level four does actually have a showroom. Because you remember from his LinkedIn page, (laughs) it says that he is the president of the Level 4 Collective showroom, which has an address. Uh, I'm not going to say it because I'm not giving out free advertisement, even though I technically already am. (laughs) Uh, But that showroom, if we look right about, let's see here hmm, let's go to this, yes, their showroom is essentially, yeah, as I expected, their showroom is selling the Mitchell and Nest brand, so although it is technically the level four collective showroom, it's like a Mitchell Ness storefront, yep, Okay, I did way too much digging into this. Like, this was not supposed to happen. (laughs) This was... I was not supposed to get this deep into this. (laughs) Oh, man. But, hey, now you've gotten a peek into into how to be a stalker. Social media, baby. Can get you anywhere you need to go. But we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, We did over a third of this first episode of the show. He got past the 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 first ad, so that counts as the third. I call it a third. Uh, how do I even close this out, man? What do I say about this? <laughs> it, it's this is this is one of those things where it's like, I mean, one, I don't care. So I already have a bias, right? <laughs> I already have a bias, right, I I don't, I don't care, I, I, I don't, I don't care about the D'Amelio's really at all, and not in, like, a negative way, not saying it's, like, whatever, but, you know, in the sense that, like, that's just not my cup of tea, you know what I mean, like, I, I don't really go on TikTok, well, I don't ever go on TikTok anymore, uh, even when I was on TikTok, I was never even, like, on that side of TikTok with, like, all the famous people, like, you know, i hit the mic, my bad, uh, well, like, you know, like, Charlie, and, I guess, Dixie, and, who's that other chick that had the song about her, Addison Rae, yeah, she's a pretty famous one as well, on that side, oh, yeah, I do remember, I did talk about Bella Porce that one time, uh, but, yeah, it's, like, I was never, ever on that side, so, like, I, I have no connection to these people, or interest in these people, at all, essentially, <laughs> Uh, it's like watching this, it's like, I just just don't care. Like, (laughs) I simply just do not care. And the thing is, uh, I mean, this is something that would have to come with watching more of this, which I don't want to do, but I actually might just to talk about it. But I'm not going to do a movie talk on this episode. Probably not. But maybe it'll come up uh, another time if I do end up trying to watch to see what I think I want to see. Not what I want to see, what I think uh, will happen. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, one, you talk, you show the life that they're living. They're living great, beautiful house in LA, lovely life, big balling. And then, of course, you're going to talk about the online backlash of being so famous and people hating on you for no reason based off of your how you look physically or saying you're not talented or calling you a bunch of names then she's gonna talk about how she deals with that and how she deals with that pressure and all that hate. Uh am I missing anything else? I'm trying to think of like what would you probably see <laughs> in something like this. Uh, that's probably the general gist of it, and you're probably just going to bother her around as she does famous people stuff, like take photo shoots, make TikToks, meet famous people, have people doing her hair when she wakes up, which is one of those things where I'm like, yep, yeah, must be great to be famous, bro. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any hair to be done, so it doesn't like, I mean, if, if, if I were famous, I wouldn't really do anything for me, but I mean, hey. That just looks pretty cool. <laughs> Either way, if you enjoyed this episode, you're doing the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, all that good stuff. Let me know. That's that. Of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends because good friends, dear friends, good things, and you want to be a good friend, so give your friend a good thing. Hold up a second. If they are in LA, originally from Connecticut, his business is in New York, so you just, you just run a remote. Like is, is that is that how you running things, Darwin? Are You just you just remote. Because like the thing is, this remoteness wouldn't necessarily work, because if I go back to their website and I look at their team, okay, but they only have they only have one storefront though, so I guess that would be fine, because. There's only four people on their team, including Mr. D'Amelio himself, this founder slash CEO. Some like, if you're running remote, your people going to be ran thin. But if you only have one storefront, I guess it won't be that big of a deal. And the CEO is never actually at the store anyway. Although this picture on the loading page, on the, the landing page, would have you think otherwise because he, it shows him at the store dealing with customers and, and talking to people. That's clearly not the case because he lives lives on the other side of the freaking country. <laughs> like this, this picture here, it shows him setting up the rack and putting a shirt on the rack. I doubt he does that because he's the CEO that <laughs> also lives on the other side of the country. So I don't think he's I don't think he's hanging up shirts like ever. Uh, I just got distracted. If you want to social media, it is at Gal that ha- on the IGs and as always. 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. I will be an absolutely amazing day. Drink plenty of water, and I will see you tomorrow.